The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today, we're talking with Dr. Luis Garcia, president of Sanford Health's clinic division, and Dr. Heather Spies, physician director of clinician experience and well-being. Both are calling in from Sanford Health in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to talk about how they foster a culture of physician well-being and develop future leaders from the inside out. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Dr. Garcia, Dr. Spies, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Sanford Health is a clinician-led organization. It's earned numerous accolades, not just for its ability to treat patients, but also for creating a place where physicians want to work. And that's not an easy feat during a global pandemic. We can certainly say that. Uh, and part of that uh, is because of unique programs like Sanford Rises. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about that program, which helps to foster uh, future leaders from inside the organization. Um, Dr. Garcia, why don't we just start with you and uh, get a quick overview of how that particular program works and why it's so important. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for uh, inviting us to join you today. Uh, Heather and I are very appreciative of the opportunity. And we're equally appreciative. I'm, uh, I'm proud of those recognitions that you mentioned for our healthcare system. But I would like to highlight that our goal has never been to get recognitions. The, the recognitions are the result of the work uh, that backs that up. Uh, we're not driven by accolades. We are driven by our values. Uh, our organization has made uh, our patients, our people, and our communities, our priorities in that order, patients, people, and communities. And uh, we have promised the best patient care in the rural setting. And in order to provide the best patient care, we need the best people, and we need the best people at their best. So when it comes to uh, a clinician-led organization, we need to pay attention to what it is to become a leader in healthcare and in our organization. So it is important to us to offer high quality leaders a path for growth. And this is where RISES comes in. You know, our RISES program is a, 20, uh, a program in which we offer 25 of our rising stars every other year, the opportunity to engage in a, in a very comprehensive leadership and development program in which we pay attention to their personal development, to their development as leaders and mentors. Also, how do they lead inside the organization through change? And in the last year of that program, we pay a lot of attention on uh, the business aspect of medicine. Dr. Spice, how do you identify those rising stars in the organization? What makes uh, physicians stand out? Well, first of all, we thought through what makes an exemplary clinician in the first place, right? So we, we want our leaders to be those that have already showed that they take exemplary care of the patients, their exemplary colleagues, they can be trusted, um, and they really uh, have their priorities um, on how, they, how we want to see um, things going in our culture at Sanford, um, their role models, um, and so we, we asked uh, people to be nominated. A lot of times it was by their peers or the VPMOs of the clinic, VPs of the clinic, uh, to say, who have you identified already that are exhibiting these characteristics? 
and we're launching this uh, RISES program for developing them further, investing in them as people and as our colleagues as physicians. Um, and uh, we had over 65 applicants um, for the first pool and had to narrow it down to 20, which led to 25 because we had such great uh, nominees that we ended up uh, choosing 25 to go forward in this last group. So just who are those people that can lead our organization to the future that we're looking for? Is there any particular quality that kind of stands out among all the others? I think just how they interact with each other. Uh, you know, they've already shown that they've got the good moral, ethical behavior that we want to be sure is at the foundation of everything. It's at the foundation of how we care for our patients. It's at the foundation of how we treat each other as people. Um, as Dr. Garcia said earlier, the only way we can do well by caring for our patients is to know that we have that foundational those foundational values at the core of everything we do. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing. They can be trusted, they're already good clinicians, and they're starting to show that in how they're leading their teams. Dr. Garcia, if you kind of turn the clock back to when this was just an idea, you know, how did this come about? And, you know, compared to when you first started, has it evolved in terms of what you, know, you would hope it could be or uh, want it to, to be down the road? Thanks for that question, Todd. And, uh, you know, Heather and I have been collaborating comprehensively in, in uh, our strategies around well-being. And one of the things that we discuss is you cannot have true well-being without a, a solid leadership development um, uh, opportunity. You know, I think that as, leader, as a leader, you have to be present. And our leaders are present when they find, find the sense of value when they find the sense of contribution and when they know that they're leaving a legacy. You know, so we know in Sanford that we have the talent. Uh, it's just a matter of how do we identify that talent? How do we support them in their leadership development? And then how do we develop them further to the next stage? Because as, as Heather pointed out, we are looking at these clinicians as the future of the organization. And so we had to become a little bit more systematic in the approach. A lot of these leaders were pursuing that development individually. Uh, so we decided as an organization, if we say that our people are our most important asset, we should invest in our people and we should be systematic on the way we do it. And that's how the Sample Rises idea uh, uh, started growing. And then as, as we develop the program, I'm going to be honest, you know, we, we have our bumps on the road and we have had to modify some things. We're wrapping up the first year of the first cohort. The feedback that we, we're getting from our clinicians have been phenomenal. They recommend it to anybody. And as a matter of fact, they want to participate in future cohorts as, you know, part of the faculty and staff of the program. You know, so, so right now, uh, uh, it, what is evolving is that we are refining the program itself to make it an excellent program. But we're also looking at alternative pathways of leadership development, for example, for our nurses or for our program directors. We have 18 residencies and fellowships. So how do we support our program directors, our academic faculty in a different way than our regular clinicians? And then also, you know, we love to learn from others and we love to share our experiences. So like just right now with you, with the American Medical Association and other organizations, we're always open to share 
and, and to learn from others and, and, and to uh, make our workforce. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. You know, this, the, the, the topic of leadership development, it's one that I hear a lot when I'm, uh, I'm talking to uh, physicians, uh, leaders uh, in the field, you know, even down to students. But you know, when, I, when I ask them more about what does that mean to you, a lot of times there's a lot of trouble translating what do you want out of leadership development into you know, a set of things that we could do to help. When you, when you think about the kind of the, the things that compose, say, you, the program itself, what are people most hungry for in terms of leadership development? Yeah, I think we found that exactly that. We are basing it on what they are hungry for. And that's why we've been learning from the very beginning to be nimble and being able to pivot with what they're looking for. But I would think, again, the base is looking to be together as peers and to be able to look to each other Right. So um, one of the basic fundamentals of each of our sessions is a well-being check-in at the beginning of every session. And the first meeting, the first session, it was very obviously a little, you know, uh, superficial, if you if you may say, just because they didn't all know each other well. By the third session, people were sharing really important things with each other helping each other through some situations or issues that they just needed some support on or advice on um, in their leadership journeys. And so I think that's one thing that I think is foundational for any leadership program is to really say, we have to make sure as leaders that we're gonna take care of ourselves and each other uh, so that we can be our best selves and be our best leaders and work on the strengths. We did do some um, strengths finders and different things like that too, just to help them identify those strengths. And then going forward, we really want to emphasize, like we talked about at the very beginning, this is building from the inside out. So as they go through this program, like Louise said, they're going to start training the next people coming through. And I think there's a big variety of people in this cohort from clinicians who've only been in practice for a few years, all the way to people who have been here for 25 years um, and and well-established leaders. And so to have that within that group already that they can teach each other along the way has been priceless. You know, there's nothing better than learning from someone else's experiences um, and getting that real feedback. And it just, you're, you're kind of answering my next question, which is really about, I can already hear it from just hearing a description of the program, but are you finding that the way that you're doing the program is having an influence on the culture of the organization? Uh, even in a short period of time, or is that where you're headed? Yeah, I think so. I think that people are realizing that part of leadership is just being a mentor, being a coach, being a friend and colleague uh, to those that you're working alongside every day on your teams as you care for patients in the meetings as you're, you know, maybe um, in some type of administrative role or on a committee. Um, so yeah, you know, culture encompasses everything. And I think the more that we can invest in our people to encourage them to lead by example, uh, the more 
leadership development played into that culture. Dr. Garcia, this is a uh, probably a you know a tough time to start a new program like this because uh, the pandemic has brought with it its own uh, incredible set of challenges. Is uh, you know uh, having this kind of culture in place uh, in training, so to speak, how's that served you? You know, during the pandemic, did you learn anything new throughout that? Yeah, you know, thank you, and I feel for all the healthcare industry right now, and and for all the uh, healthcare providers that have had to endure the last couple of years. Uh, but you know, you bring up a great point. Uh, a lot of people think, is this the right time to uh, have an expense on this type of stuff? And and first of all, we don't see it as an expense; we see it in a, as an investment. Uh, you know, if you are not ready to invest in our people, in your own people, you're not ready to invest on anything. Let's put it that way. I mean, our people is uh, they're our most valuable assets. Uh, they would allow us to they allow us to to provide that excellent patient care that we have promised, particularly in the rural setting. So we need to continue to invest in them. You know, the challenges of the pandemic are are the same for everybody. You know, and I think that as an organization, we take the responsibility of supporting you as a clinician. So as a nurse, you never should open a drawer and, and not have a mask or not have a sterile gown or not being able to perform a procedure um, uh, because of lack of resources. So uh, as, our as our organization has committed that those resources will always be there. But in addition to that, I think that we need to see our clinicians not only as clinicians, but as human beings. And we have to be able to support them as human beings. And, and a lot of that, once again, is in the leadership development. You know, we have promised our patients that we're gonna deliver the best care. And in order to fulfill that commitment, uh, we need to invest in our people. And, and we see our people uh, as such, as talented people that come and share their talents in, with, with our patients in their times of greatest need but also as human beings uh, that deserve the opportunity to be supported that way as well. Dr. Garcia, in a, uh, one of the other outcomes, of course, of the pandemic are challenges uh, with uh, workforce shortages. Uh, and uh, Sanford Health is, you know, treats a largely rural population. And I know that can uh, sometimes make recruiting and retaining physicians difficult. Are, you know, are you also struggling with those types of issues right now? How are you addressing them? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that struggle, uh, Todd, is baseline for us. Uh, I mean, you pointed out that uh, uh, most of the people do not plan to practice in the rural setting. Most of the people, uh, particularly if you're sub-specialized training, you want to go to a bigger city to, to execute your talent. So, so for us, recruitment is a baseline challenge and all that was exacerbated by the pandemic. You know, so what we have done really is we have gone through all the strategies and technical aspects of recruitment and retention, just like any other healthcare system. You know, and, and I can go through a list of strategies that, that would be repetitive to anything uh, to anybody that have seen them. But uh, what it is important uh, once again is that uh, in our organization we are creating the culture of belonging, the culture of being part of something bigger, the culture of being part of a family. And as a family, we care for each other. 
And, uh, and it is interesting to, to see that, and I, I'm a prime example, I'm from Mexico City. You know, uh, you think about the Dakotas and you go like, why would I go, go there, right? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, once, once you get exposed to our culture, to our healthcare system, to our communities, uh, people stay. And, uh, and people stay for, for the right reasons, which is uh, provide excellent patient care in communities that are safe and that are welcoming and, and, and in practices that are fully support, supported by a great organization. Uh, well, the commitment that you've shown to well-being has been recognized as Sanford Health uh, was a recipient of uh, AMA's 2021 Joy in Medicine Award. Uh, you know, just one of 44 health systems that were recognized for its commitment. And I know uh, it's very hard to qualify for that. Uh, Dr. Spies, what advice do you have for other health systems as you look back on the road uh, that you've traveled to get to this point, be an award winner like that? Well, thank you. And like I said, um, or like Dr. Garcia said earlier, it's really not about the accolades of that. It's really about how can we use those resources to move forward in this work? So Dr. Garcia has been laying the foundation for this for years um, with other leadership here. And luckily we had the buy-in before COVID um, and, and with other healthcare systems across the country, I think COVID has helped move some of these good things forward um, because we've realized uh, really acutely how necessary it is that we're paying attention to the human aspect and that our needs as physicians. Um, but when we uh, started partnering with the AMA, there's really such a strong uh, base of resources. The framework that the Joint Medicine Program provides is actually a useful tool. It's not just, oh, you're working on this and you've done this and great. It's really, you've committed to doing this. Now, how are you gonna keep moving forward with it? Um, and like Dr. Garcia said earlier, how are you gonna share it with other organizations, right? So we've been meeting with AMA colleagues, we've been meeting with other organizations and partnering to keep moving all of us forward together which is so meaningful. And then when you see the different um, ways that it's helping in other organizations, maybe, maybe one organization is six months ahead of you, two years ahead of you, someone else might be six months behind you, you can help each other, it's really fulfilling. I think one of the biggest things we just started with, because we had to start somewhere with the actual work for the AMA recognition program was establishing our clinician um, wellness council. And that's been really beneficial in just guiding kind of the scope of where, where we want to be uh, focusing on, you know, what can we do to help with efficiency and practice? What can we do to help with development um, of our leaders? And so once you kind of get the right people that are really passionate about this, sitting around the same table and meeting regularly, then you can start moving it forward as an organization. I know the team here will uh, just be so gratified to know about the impact and what an honor it is to work uh, with you and your system. Uh, Dr. Garcia, Dr. Spies, thanks so much for being here today. That's it for today's Moving Medicine video and podcast. We'll be back with another segment soon. Just make sure you don't miss one. In the meantime, click subscribe on our YouTube channel or check us out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine.